Hi, I'm Georgia Love, and you're listening to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know. I skipped three years worth of lectures just to binge watch awful shows. There must be some scholarship for accruing worthless knowledge. It's my only talent, honey. That and losing money. Let your excess hex debts rest and then just join us while we start on our bachelor. Bachelor. Welcome to The Bachelor of Hearts in Paradise. Bula! Hi! Hey, everybody. We're back. This is a Bachelor in Paradise podcast. Uh, my name is Max. My friends Xavier and Kelly are with me. Hello. Hi. Hello. Oh, you, you actually, this is embarrassing. You actually said the wrong, you said the wrong name. What have I done? You said the wrong name. What did you say? You said Lenora. It's <laughs> 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 not my name. Oh my god! Never seen anything like this before. What a, what a mistake! What a slip up! Uh, oh, I've missed you. I've missed you too. It's been a whole week since I heard your voice, except the times I was editing the podcast and <laughs> listening to it again to make sure I got the edit right and stuff like that. What was your favorite part about editing the podcast Ooh, last week? I mean, where to begin? Was it stressing about trying to keep it under 90 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Was it realizing that there was no way I would keep it under 90 minutes and eventually releasing it as closer to 100? Maybe that was it. <laughs> also a good bit. <laughs> I didn't listen to it. Oh, Kelly. I know. You couldn't set aside 100 minutes in your <laughs> week. Not, no, I could have set aside 90, but simply not 100. Uh, I understand. I bet yeah. there's lots of listeners thinking the same thing. Mm. So I hope rules you enjoy rules. the first 90 minutes of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I mean, it was a pretty big week on Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, do we want to catch up on anything else? How is everyone? Are we all well? Nothing to say. <laughs> Good. Well, look. <laughs> if I'm being honest, there's like one thing that I really want to talk about <gasps> from from this week on, okay. on Bachelor in Paradise. I think there was one, <laughs> across the three hours of TV, I think there was one moment that really filled my heart with a lot of joy. It's something that I actually think we can kind of celebrate about the show, um, which is mm. not always the case. And usually we spend most of our time just pulling it apart. So, uh, Megan, we'll get to it. <laughs> Great. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, she's she's excellent, and I'm excited to see her on this show. Um, I also want to say that I am enjoying the return of Jared. Me too. Wow, this is a wild take from you guys. Because, Max, I remember you really disliking Jared when we talked about had... him on Sophie Monk season. So the thing about him is that, uh, like, watching him now interact with a second and third and fourth woman... Uh, has made me realize a bunch of things, and we'll get to it, mm. but it has uh, put me back in Jared's camp, whereas previously I thought that he was maybe a bit of a psychopath. I don't think of that at all anymore. Interesting. I agree. I did a complete flip turn upside down on Jared. Mm. I thought mm-hmm. he was Your creepy. Your life got flip turned upside it down. It did, exactly that. And I just, I like him now. I think he's just a nice person. Wow. Yeah. 
It's amazing. I, look, I don't. Yeah, I, I I agree that I'm I'm softer on him now than mm. I was then because I think all of his attention was focused on one thing then, and I think that was just kind of dangerous for him. Yeah. Whereas this time, <laughs> yeah, he has he's softened a little bit. I think it, it feels pretty deliberate to me, but it's also like I don't know, whatever. Let's give him a shot. You know. I've changed my mind on a few people now mm. who I thought I was going to really dislike and I'm really warming to them. You're a huge Blake fan now. Not it, even <laughs> a little bit. Not remotely. Not even <laughs> the slightest, no. Mm. no um, not right. remotely or from afar. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, well, why don't we just rip right into it? I feel like there's a lot to talk about. Um, should we just have a bit of fun and talk about a recap of what happened on TV this week? Do you want to talk Let's about why? I'm excited about it. Oh, I don't know if I should because <laughs> you can, you know, I mean, you can say that you're excited. I'm very excited about Weiss. You had an interaction with Weiss. I did have an interaction with Weiss. If you don't remember Weiss from last episodes, uh, he's the, or, or from this week's episodes, he's the bartender on the island. Uh, he sort of looks mm. after making sure everyone gets their drinks and that sort of thing. And he's also sort of, he seems to be like a figure of advice giving sort of thing. He's someone that they, they can talk to, a, a, an impartial judge, you know, a happy medium, <laughs> that sort of thing. He seems he seems kind of like a wise old man. <laughs> oh well, he's not old. I think he's he, he's looking good. <laughs> <laughs> Far be it from me to say that I have a crush with every single person who I've ever interacted with <laughs> on this show. But uh, we are you. three for three right now with like Sam Frost, Osha, and now Wise. What about Georgia Love? Did you interact with Georgia Love? Not directly. Okay, it was through so another. Yeah, there was mm, an agent. Okay. Involved. There was a conduit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Wise, yeah. I don't think I should spend the time on the story yet. I think we should no, surprise just, people with yeah. it. But we, I, I chatted to Weiss a little bit and... Uh, <laughs> You've got the giggles! <laughs> I just love him. I just love him. He's got, he's got a very upbeat, positive personality and And it's like that on the show yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. That's all I'll say. Mm. Anyway, let's dive into Wonderful. a recap. You're so red right now. <laughs> Stop it. You little blushy boy. <laughs> I'm red like a rose. I like Jared. Oh, true. <laughs> All right. Well, let's begin with our recap of The Bachelor in Paradise, Australia, Season 1, Episode 3. Well done. Hey, thanks. Um, this week, it's the guy's turn to hand out the roses, and already the, the mood is starting to shift. We watch Kira doing a tarot reading for Sam and then for Michael, and then Mac appears with a date card, which he somehow opens backwards Revealing Kira's name in big block letters. Do you remember this? How do you fuck up an envelope? Okay, didn't this happen as some sort of award ceremony? Like, wasn't there controversy about this? Or like, or was the font too small? Maybe I don't remember. Oh, like are you it? talking about the uh, the Oscars when they was accidentally the read out Moonlight when actually yes, La La Land won? It no, happens. Other way around. Other way around. It happens. Okay. I like, guess if it so. happens at an award ceremony, I forgive Mac. He's an idiot. Mm. Like, he's <laughs> just a bit foolish. Surely he's encountered an envelope before, though, right? Maybe they put it in backwards just to fuck with him. Mm, maybe, actually. Because they did get a really, clear shot of it. Really grind him down, you yeah. know? Max had it too good for too long. <laughs> well, Kira, um, whose date it is, immediately decides she wants to take Michael on the date. And so Sam and Tara, who had previously been partnered up with Kira and Michael, respectively, they sort of agree it's not a big deal. Uh, they they do a it's fine sort of thing. Um, Tara says a little respectful check in would have been appreciated, but they're both laughing about it basically straight away. 
And yeah, before long, they sort of buddy up um, with each other. Although it, it does seem a little bit more like strategic than romantic at this point. Would you guys agree? What I find, I don't, I don't know much about what's going to happen with Tara and Sam. Mm. It does seem very convenient and I don't love Sam as much as I love Tara, but they yeah. seem to be having fun and... I feel like Tara is that type of person that needs to be entertained constantly. Like, yeah. and Sam's a really good person to to be that for her. So I don't know. I don't know where that's going to go. But what I was thinking about the Tara and the Michael situation is that if it was the other way around, I think Tara would have had would have said no. She would if someone had asked Tara oh. out on a date. She would have declined. I think because mm. of her relationship with Michael, and I I honestly feel that. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I think there was hurt. But then I, I honestly believe that she was fine. I, d- I think that was like deal breaker for her of something she was already sort of not too sure about. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of. Yeah. She, I never thought Michael and Tara were like set in stone. No, I don't think she did either. But that was just confirmed it for her. That's yeah. the vibe that I got. Yeah. And I think she was fine. Hurt because she wouldn't have made that decision. Maybe mm. that's my take on it. Well, meanwhile, I think that's a fair thing to think. Mm. <laughs> Thanks, Max. <Yeah. laughs> Thank um, you, Max. Tara, that, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm like you, you've given me now cause for thought. Mm. Um, I've, and you, I'm thinking again, which is just not what I wanted to do on this. Oh program. no, <laughs> you've come to the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> well, meanwhile, Flo is frustrated that Jake accepted her rose but hasn't talked to her since saying, quote, yesterday he was following me around like a puppy dog and today he doesn't feel the urge anymore. Um, which is a great quote. And also, I'm kind of just glad we don't have to watch that much Jake anymore. I'm so sick of the Jake and Flo situation. Yeah. I'm so over mm. it. There's quite a bit of it. Um, there was plenty of it last few episodes and it's still sort of lingering here. Mm. Um, and it does kind of go on a bit. I like the way that Flo is expressing it. I think she has a lot of funny, like, angry box pops and stuff but yeah. at the end of the day I'm like alright I don't have a problem with Flo it's it's more the that it's what we're hearing about every other five minutes on the show and yeah. also I hate Jake I yeah. hate the way he talks to women I hate the way that he deals with situations so yeah I'm truly over it and I'm mm. glad that we don't have to I mean, we're going to have to there see There is Jake an opportunity for some more Jake bashing later yeah. in the podcast, so <laughs> let's move along. So Kira and Michael are on their date, and they stroll along a beach, and they meet with two horses, and they realize that that's the way this date is going to be, little darling. No. <laughs> um, they're given these really funny hats, these super bizarre like helmet hats, which are apparently for safety, but they seem like they're just regular helmets with a bunch of like hand-sewn clearly vision obstructing foliage like you can't have normal helmets in paradise apparently not they have to be extravagant (laughs) we're in paradise remember this yeah they're pretty extra (laughs) it's your paradise hat i mean jared has a paradise hat does he what's jared's paradise the fedora yeah we'll get to that (laughs) jesus all right well michael calls it a quote fijian sombrero um then then adds quote i feel like we look like fijian cowboys which is bad. And then he's like, and cowgirls. Like, he's just oh. digging himself deeper. <laughs> well, it's actually cow people. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're excluding people uh, all over the, the cow that... gender binary. <laughs> uh, not not, not only this, but cowboys do not wear sombreros. No, they don't. No. No. Um, he's got no charisma, Michael, in no. my opinion. He's got an unexpectedly handsome face for a guy of 36. But other than that, he's got no chat. That's my take. 
Whose season was he on again? That's a good take. Mm. Sam? Yeah, Sam Frost. Mm. Mm. He looked hotter. Yeah. A few years ago. A few years ago. Mm. Weird how that happens. Isn't that strange? <laughs> I've noticed that happens mm. to people. Not not me, but like <laughs> most other people. <laughs> um, Kira says she asked for a date on a helicopter, but this horseback ride is still a bit romantic. And then in his In the Moment interview, Michael says he wants to let her know that he's not interested <laughs> at some point. <laughs> he's hoping the right moment will come up. Which, like, okay, I appreciate that. Like, he's, you know, he's not going to lead her on, that sort of thing, except he kind of does for a while. Well, why did you accept the date? I don't know. Because Flo did the same thing with Jake. Yeah. And it just makes things... Ma- do they just want to get off... We haven't but seen a no yet. Like, no. no one has turned down a date. Does it I ever think- happen? I've never watched Paradise before. I've seen it happen on US Paradise, but mm. yeah, I don't know. I guess people here, it's the first time they've had Paradise. Maybe they just want to get some camera time yeah. and get away from the group and that kind of thing. Um, anyway, back on the island. I mean, it's the same island. The main bit? <laughs> what do we say? I don't know. Um, the group I camp. joined. Back at the Back camp. at the bungalow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back to the pavilion. Back to um, Weiss. <laughs> yeah, at <laughs> Weiss HQ. Um, the group are joined by a new face. That of... That's, it's a red face. <laughs> it's Jared Woodgate. Uh, the wine-stomping, pot-plant-gifting, possibly somewhat over-attached <laughs> runner-up from Sophie Monk's season of The Bachelorette. Jared says he has no regrets from his time on the show. I guess that includes the time he said, the feelings that I have for you and have grown for you as who you are have come to a conclusion where I've actually fallen in love with you. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. I want that on a (laughs) t-shirt. I want a tattoo of it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Naturally, everybody freaks out when he enters, particularly Tara. Um, But first of all, Jared introduces himself to Weiss, who um, gives him a warm welcome, a handshake, and a big old schooner of beer. (laughs) What a nice guy. I'm going red again. You're going red again. (laughs) You're smiling so big every time you talk about Weiss. Um, Flo, on the other hand, has this to say in, in her in the moment. Whoever Jared is giving his date card to better run for cover... Pretty good plug for you, Kelly, right? <laughs> hmm? US tour. I don't know what you're talking about. As soon as he takes you on a date, he will glue himself to your body and he will never let go. Okay, now that I like Jared, oh, okay. and that yep. was actually pretty mean of Flo, I find it kind of funny that she probably would have wanted a date card or a rose from Jared probably rather w- than get kicked yeah, wouldn't have out hurt. of paradise. Yeah. Um, so there, some of that Flo. Glue. Could we use some of that? <laughs> Just like bugs. <laughs> right, Max? <laughs> uh, you, you're right. You're completely right. Thank you so now, much. I, um, I do want to say it is rough for Jared that he has arrived in paradise and the reaction has been unceremonious laughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone is laughing at I him. I felt that too. I felt really sorry for him. Me too. And I. this is what I was struggling with, Kelly. Mm. We were talking about how we have both grown an appreciation for Jared a little bit earlier. Yeah. Initially, I was like, is it my empathy bone? You know, like, is my empathy bone just aching for him? Or is he actually just a kind of regular guy who doesn't quite get it? I I think it's really unfair that they treated him that way because there's so many other people on that island that have done stupid dog shit stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was weird for me, and maybe that was like... 
I hope more of an edit thing mm. than them actually losing it that way when Jared walked in. I mm. don't know. I did hope that that was the case, but... Yeah, I was hoping maybe, like, they're being encouraged to react like this for everybody, but yeah, that's not the case. No. Like, there's big pops for, like, Kira, there's a big pop for Jared. Um, I don't think anyone really lost their shit when Ali walked in, except for different reasons. Every man. Yes. Yeah, every man. Yeah. We will get to that. Every man. <laughs> All um, of them. Anyway, um, back on the date, Kira and Michael get off their horses, and they sit on a picnic rug with some wine. Kira says Michael's pretty cute. But she wonders how Tara is going to feel about their date. Michael says it's early days with Tara, but, quote, we do have a lot in common. She's absolutely stunning, and she's one of the girls I was hoping would be here. <laughs> Which true. is... Oh. It's pretty rough to say to someone you're on a date it's with, true, right? Though, about Tara, all well, those things. Well, yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah, but, yeah, I think I think maybe they chopped together this dialogue. He probably didn't say it all in a row like that. Um, and we do get a lot of good shots of, like, unimpressed Kira, <laughs> which is, like, something the show is banking on this season, of just having, like, really? Um, <laughs> but I think it's enjoyable. Um, back at the pavilion. <laughs> is that really what we're going with? <laughs> pavilion? Yeah, you know. Back at Weiss's house. Bungalow. Bungalow. Back at the bungalow, another new arrival appears, and it's Ali from the first season of The Bachelor with Tim Robards back in 2013. Um, and I was doing, just to refresh my memory, I was trying to do a little bit of research, and it's actually kind of hard to find info on her at the moment because of all of the shitty tabloid articles about whether or not she's had Botox in her face. It's like the whole front page of Google is like different news reports being like, we've got this scoop. She said Ew. no. Um, but anyway, Ali was known for being a go-getter on her season. Um, she tried for a kiss at the first cocktail party, and uh, she got branded with that fun title that we love so much, quote, stage five clinger. Okay, so... Mm. Now, Xavier, I previously have thought that we didn't love this title at all. Well, that's where you're <laughs> wrong, Max, because now I learned how to be sarcastic. Just to bring it back to the Jared thing, right, I feel like he was labelled clingy yeah. as well mm-hmm. then why are they forgiving Ali and not Jared because they didn't no one reacted to Ali the way that they did yeah to Jared who committed the same crimes really like yeah. he was very clingy yeah and very full-on and I didn't watch the first season but just from her edit and what they sh- like chose to show when she walked in on the island it seemed that she came on too strong and she was a bit unhinged. My guess is that The Bachelor within Australia really didn't become a phenomenon until that second Blake Garvey season. Like right. it took having Sam Frost and uh, Blake and some of the characters mm. in that season, like Heather Maltman, to really turn things around for the franchise. Mm. Like, And the way that that ended created a lot of scandal and intrigue. And it couldn't have gone better as like a means of developing your television series. Mm. Yeah. But I like my suspicion is that in the first season, people didn't give a shit. So realistically, no one knows on this, on this cast, given that it is so heavy, so full of recent cast members yeah. from mm. like the last couple of years of Bachelor. No one knows who she is and no one cares what she did. Yeah. Yeah. I did find out another interesting thing about her that I'd forgotten from her season. Um, as Jessica Chandra writes for Cosmopolitan, she had an interesting injury on a date. Quote, in a bid to impress Tim, she jumped off a boat into water, but she landed awkwardly to the point that she needed two surgeries and a knee reconstruction. What? She spent the rest oh, of the season this. in a cast. Which is yeah. like, holy shit. It's a good thing there's no water around Fiji. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Do we predict an injury well, from Ali? I don't know. Maybe. Could happen. Everyone's treating her pretty nicely, though. She'd probably be carried from the boat <laughs> into the water on the mm. backs of all these men. Mm. If Mac has anything to say about it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, Jared straight away takes a liking to Ali. Um, she's very much his type. I think we would agree, at least physically. Um, from well, yeah, what we can tell so far. Yeah, although she does attract attention from Jake too, and just about everybody else. Um, Flo says to Sam, "Yeah, of course Jake likes him. She looks like someone from the Gold Coast, <laughs> <laughs> which is <laughs> pretty spot on, really." <laughs> um, Jake uh, promised that he would give a rose back to Flo since she gave him one in the last ceremony, but it's looking increasingly unlikely at this point. Ali reveals to Flo and Nina that she was engaged in the gap since her original bachelor appearance, but she's been single for a while and is now looking to get married and have kids. And the interesting thing about this is not that she's looking to get married and have kids, which is, like, totally normal, but it, this scene is underscored with this really, like, tension-building music with all these, like, strings and, like, timpani drums and stuff like that for some reason. Even though it seems like her wanting to get married and have kids is so on brand for the, like, pretty conservative worldview of the show, right? Not for Fuck Island, Absolutely, Xavier. Yeah, I think not that's... Not for uh, Fuck Island. Hmm. <laughs> I think that's yeah. I guess that's the difference. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I thought like, yeah. Weren't, weren't they upset because <laughs> I think Kelly has nailed it in four words. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I don't need to say anything. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Well, anyway, okay. So this is the thing that I really wanted to speak about, and we're we're talking about something that is kind of surprisingly off-brand. Um, we would all agree the Bachelor is a cripplingly heteronormative franchise. I think traditionally. Um, you're the expert. Yes. Well, I'm the expert. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess maybe. Well, the show, this show's hook relies on a strict gender binary and it constantly reinforces traditional gender roles and like purely by its mechanics and its design, if not the ideology that these things reflect, excludes queer representation altogether. Um, you might remember last year on The Bachelor, a contestant named Natalie, um, who introduced herself by saying that her last partner was a woman but claimed that Maddie J's abs had, quote, turned her straight again. However, with the arrival of Megan Marks in Paradise, the show is given a golden opportunity to take another shot at queer representation, something which is rarely handled with any sensitivity on primetime TV. Um, if you don't remember, Megan left Richie's season of The Bachelor of her own accord and shortly afterwards began dating Tiffany Scanlon, whom she met on the show. Um, and as Alex Bruce Smith wrote this week for Pedestrian, two Bachelor contestants rejecting The Bachelor and falling in love with each other instead, it was the 2016 love story that we deserved. However, all of that stuff played out off screen, with Megan's sexuality never being discussed on air. So, I don't know, like, it shouldn't be this big of a deal, but I did feel like, honestly, it was kind of like a man on the moon moment for me, <laughs> in a way. Like... Mm. Um, I went to see Love, Simon on Monday, the same day that this aired, and that's, like, the first major studio film to focus on a gay teenage romance. And then, like, I rushed home to watch Batchy, and then this happened, and I just felt very nice. It was very warm, and, like, I really just hope that they continue to handle this situation with sensitivity in the way that I think that they did on this episode. Can I recap it now? Yes. Oh, you know what I really loved about what I really loved about it was that when Osha was talking about the situation and 
you know, introducing Megan, 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 there was no judgment from Osha at all. Yeah. He was celebrating that she was bi. He was excited. And I think that just like Osha is your first point of contact, I guess. Mm. And it just sets the tone, I think, for the rest of the show. Yeah. And he can really sway people's opinions and people trust what Osha has to say. So I think that was really awesome how they did that. Like he didn't try and start any controversy around it. He wasn't trying to be like, ooh, so how are you going to choose? And yeah. are you worried what everyone else is going to say? He was like, cool. Great. Yeah. Cool. You have a lot of options. Like- but what I want to know is the rose ceremonies. And you were talking before, before we started recording about how Osha's language was using they and them pronouns when he was talking about giving roses. So does that mean that... She doesn't have to choose. Just say next week it's the girl's choice. Mm. She can choose another girl. And that means that two boys are going to go home? I mean, that's what I would hope for. That's what I hope for as well. And that's what I guess Osha hinted at. It seemed that way. Yeah. I I observed when in the rose ceremony at the end of the next episode, um, he was was saying like, it's the men's choice, which means they can give the rose to any person that they want to keep on the island or the person that they think they have the best shot with. He didn't say the woman that they thought they had their best shot with, mm. which to me in- introduces an interesting thing where it's like, if it's women's choice next week and they figure out they can just pick Choose the other, other women, <laughs> all the dudes are going <laughs> home. Right? Suddenly it's fucking paradise. <laughs> I'd watch it. <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I feel like that's going to determine for me whether I'm excited about by visibility like I am excited mm. about a bi person being on the island but I'm not gonna celebrate Bachelor in Paradise doing that until like, mm. that rose ceremony goes in that way True. if it's that she has to choose a guy and then she, you know a guy has to choose her for her to you know continue yeah, on the sucks. island I'm gonna hate it. I hate it yeah. I'm gonna absolutely hate it and I also hate like they've been teasing this shot of uh, of Megan uh, kissing somebody in a hot tub and not showing that person's face which I feel like is a little bit yucky because they're playing this card of like, is she kissing a girl? Is she kissing a guy? Mm. Like that sort of thing. I feel like that's very trashy. Yeah. Well, it's Bachelor in Paradise. So with this said, I want to talk about the uh, mechanism for which she finds a date. Yeah. Well, I've... I've, So she's... I've got you this want to talk my, about it? Yeah, well, I've got this in my recap. We can we can bounce off that Let if you want. Max speak. He okay, hasn't let's spoken go, yeah. in a while. Max, you're not allowed to speak. <laughs> Max, I okay, want to hear well, your opinion. So what I what I wonder about this is uh, the way in which she is presented with this mechanic, where they are like, yes, you will uh, judge people's personalities, and uh, then you will go on a date with the person who you are most suited to, which. It depends on which way you look at it. Like, it could be a really positive thing, but it also feels perhaps a little bit mm, underhanded on the behalf of the producers in that were she to pick a woman who was disinterested, are you setting up controversy Mm. and stirring something deliberate? And uh, even though that it worked out in the first episode that she was to go on a date with a dude and in our heteronormative bachelor world that is what we are used to seeing because it doesn't fuck with the format of the show Mm. um the the hypotheticals in my mind have run rampant around not only rose ceremonies but dates and how it is you know especially with this first one where like 
the like them passing it off as quote unquote science. Mm. Mm. Made me suspicious. Yeah. I am suspicious. Yeah. I'm suspicious about it all, does feel all like, the motives on this show. Yeah, because it does feel like even if this comes out being a very good and fair representation, you can still feel like the producers kind of patting themselves on the back for cooking up this uh, this situation, which seems rife with pitfalls, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, potential for exploitation. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I, I think... Um, Megan deserves all the credit in the world for handling herself really well, for being, like, not that she should have to be or anything, but for being a fairly good spokesperson, I think. You know, she's like, um, she's like, obviously, I like girls and guys. I don't know if any of the girls here are actually going to swing my way, but if they do, we'll see what happens. Um, mm. Which, you know, is easy for Osha to bounce off and just be like, you've got so many options and that kind of thing. Um, and, yeah, so so he presents her with... This uh, this menu of personality traits, treats, treats. <laughs> That's a better idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have generosity, please. Um, oh, um, he's prepared a menu of personality traits with no names listed or attached to them. Um, and so the menu item that appeals to Megan, uh, cheekiness tinged with adventure, paired with genuineness, and served with care. Actually, sounds bad to me. <laughs> too many ingredients. Mm. Um, but it's revealed to be Jake. Um, and we get this funny line from Flo in her in the moment where she's like, what the hell did he write down? No, I loved that. <laughs> it's like, it's none of those things. <laughs> anyway, I guess we could cut away from that for a sec. Jared finds a moment to chat with Allie. Um, she notices one of his fingernails is painted blue and she asks him why, to which he replies, quote, it's awareness to child abuse. I just want to support. So, yeah. And that's all he has to say on the topic, which is really... (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. I have seen that going around the internet, Mm. like people painting one nail for a specific... I don't know a lot about it. If you want to call attention to something, maybe have more than half a sentence to say about it. I wish that he could have said more, but I love that. I feel like that was... Gen- a genuine thing he did mm-hmm. before he came on Paradise. He was like, yeah. I'm going to do this thing. I'll give him that. And then, I mean, I hope that maybe he has explained it better to someone else and they just didn't include that. And then, yeah. you know, he was nervous and and weird around Ali and that's why it came out a bit strange. He could have even explained it and they just didn't want to show it because it wasn't as interesting. Yeah. And it wasn't their mm. choice, maybe. Yeah. I don't, like, I... Loved the intention. This was the one of the first things that I was like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I actually like Me that. Me too. Yeah. Huh, okay. Yeah. I had a yeah. different read on it. I, <laughs> not that I hated it. Not that I hated it by any means. But um, but just like it, it seemed like a, a, a virtue signaling sort of thing that he didn't have much of a means to back up. Or at least he didn't back it up because he was too busy talking about how Allie is quite just stupidly hot. She is. <laughs> That's all he has to say about her, though. Mm. Sorry, he doesn't my voice at know. You. I mean, like he doesn't know anything else about Ali yet. Yeah, look at me defending yeah. everything that you oh, say. You Listen love here, Jared. I love Jared. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ali asks Jared what state he's from, and he says Melbourne. Defend that. <laughs> <laughs> That's currently on our Instagram story. I thought that was the funniest thing. Um, he t- he tells her he runs the family vineyard. So she loves wine, you know, blah, blah, blah. They get on. Everyone loves wine. Whatever. They're interrupted by Mac, who Jared calls McLaughlin. (laughs) 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 Uh, 
Um, and Max sits on the couch with them, clearly getting in the way uh, until Jared eventually decides to leave. Uh, and Max starts talking about this window cleaning business that he's run for 12 years. Um, and uh, he gets very flustered talking to her because he's clearly very into her. And he asks that question we love when people ask us, why the hell are you single? <laughs> I, As a person who's been single for the better part of a few years, I love when people ask. Cause I what always is your answer? Great, good response that doesn't make me feel unhappy about myself. Tell me. What's your answer? Xavier, <laughs> Max, why are you both yes. single? Because uh, Max moved away. <laughs> <laughs> no, why are you both single? Oh, boy. Um... I don't know. Is there a good way to answer that question? Sorry, Max, you go. You might have a good... You're, you're clever. Uh, okay, so the reason... Um, let me think about this. Um, well, personally, I came out of a thing, and I'm doing some work on myself and working out what I want, and it's hard to meet people um, that you necessarily straight away have that thing for. Mm. That's why. Xavier? Nobody wants to date me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, write into Bachelor of Hearts and pitch your date <laughs> for me and Max, right? I don't know. God, imagine oh, if that was what this podcast dear. was. This podcast is just... Secretly, I've labeled it. As, I'm putting it out there. I'm like... This podcast is long-form Tinder. <laughs> it's 90-minute Tinder. Oh, oh no. boy. Um, Kira and Michael return from their date. Must be nice. Um, and the, <laughs> the camera, the camera follows as Kira meets Jared. Um, the two of them have chatted online a fair bit in the off season, but never really hung out. And Kira says that they were drawn to each other. Um, Jared says, I know Kira through Instagram messaging and when she put a little love heart on my wall. What? Is he talking about Bebo? Like, <laughs> when's the last time anyone... <laughs> that baffled my mind. Is I it? did not... Because MySpace didn't even have a wall, right? I mean, it's obviously Facebook, I guess right? Facebook, yeah. Well, what's, yeah. what message is she sending with that? Just one love heart on the wall. Maybe... I don't know. They... Before they even knew about Paradise... Just like, oh. That was weird. It's interesting. I, I would love to know the real story there. If either of them are listening. <laughs> I'm Kira, sorry. Kira, you're listening. <laughs> Is Kira listening? Cool. Um, maybe sure. she's going to go on a date with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, they seem to genuinely have some pretty good chemistry. Um, Kira says he looks really tanned and sexy. Which is, um, he's not tanned. Let's be honest. He's a... Prune. <laughs> He's a big red. She's being complimentative. Yes. Okay, right. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says he's not going to stop her from checking him out. Um, and in his, in Jared's in the moment, he refers to his situation um, being interested in both Ali and Kira as a love triangle. I don't think this is... that's, ex- that's not exactly what a love triangle is. It, it is like irresponsibly cute how much he thinks this is a love triangle <laughs> and how much it is not a love triangle. Really, like, both of the other people really need to be displaying some interest in you, I think. Like, <laughs> I don't know if Ali's really there yet. But isn't that a triangle? I don't know, because he likes Ali, but Kira likes him. It's is like that a, the triangle? It's like a love... I've um, never understood. It's like a Midsummer Night's Dream, you know? Like, the wrong person likes the wrong person. Yeah. Right? Mm. Shakespeare. Shakespeare. We did arts degree. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. 
I agree. Jared's puck. That's no, a hockey that's reference, not, Max. That's it doesn't not, make puck sense. Puck is the uh, fairy. But he like ends up. Doesn't he puck kiss the um? I've forgotten her name. We need to move past this. <laughs> I'm an English major. Where's your heart degree now? Mm. Let's talk about this date between Jake and Megan. Um, Megan waits at an outdoor dining table and is excited when she sees Jake walk down the path towards her. Um, they actually met about a year ago at a party and they've been in touch since then. Um, they briefly discuss Jake's time that he spent with Flo, but Jake makes it seem like it's completely over. Um, they eat about one bite of food each before <laughs> moving to the love couch, which is set up behind them. So Jake's been... Jake does not do a good... Yeah, he does not do a good job of this. No, he's being a little bit snaky, wouldn't you say? Do you know what I was thinking when she first said that they had spent time together before Paradise was... Holy hell, everyone does have a Jake Ellis story. True. <laughs> yeah, me too, yes. <laughs> Seriously. Um, well, we cut back to Michael, who's talking to Tara about the date that he went on with Kira. Tara tries on his hat helmet thing, um, <laughs> which I guess they were told they could just keep as a souvenir. I don't know. <laughs> In case of any other head trauma. Someone give it to Jared. He's so <laughs> sunburned. Yeah, true. <laughs> give it to Sam just to cover up that hair. <laughs> we're so mean. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> um, there's, there's this incredibly iconic close-up shot of Tara that, as she says, I'm fine while she's wearing the hat, which I changed my Facebook display picture to <laughs> for a while there. Um, and yeah, he explains that he told Kira that Tara was actually the one he wanted to get to know. And Tara's like, well, I don't know. I had a really good day anyway. Um, she explains that the sh she spent the day rebounding with Uncle Sam. Is that a term people use, rebounding? I guess so. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. don't know. Just looking for something to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Making conversation. Back on the date with Megan, Jake is making it clear that he has the authority this week, saying, quote, we'll see if you're going to be sticking around with a wink. You know, that <sighs> sort of thing. Uh, it's not my Gross. cup of tea, flirting-wise, but Megan did say that she's looking for, like, she likes a manly man. And, like, I guess that extends to, like, a man. What does that mean? I don't know. She, yeah, it was interesting. She's like, I'm looking for a manly man man, or, like, a curvy woman. So, I'm like, are you talking about physical attributes? Or are you mm. talking, like, I don't, yeah. I don't really understand. Um, mm. But she says it was fate that the blind date brought them together. Uh, and I guess Jake is just excited to have like a fresh face around who hasn't who hasn't got mad at him yet. I think Jake's mm -hmm. just excited. Like this is the vibe that I get from the whole situation with Jake is that he's just trying to mess with Flo's head, mm. and I yeah. think that comes into fruition. I guess in the last in the rose ceremony to skip ahead, like I always do. Mm -hmm. Where that kind of mm. confirms that, like, he wants to keep messing with her head. Like, he yeah. does. I don't think he necessarily even wants to date her. It's almost like a punishment for being so cruel to him on yeah. that first day or something. That's just the vibe mm. that I get. So, I, like, I don't think Jake and Megan are going to be a thing. I think Jake's going to try and tr try to use it. Yeah. Which is a shame because, like, Megan does seem genuinely kind of yeah. excited about it. I don't think she's going to be super into him. Next week, once I reckon, she, yeah. after the rose ceremony, you you can hear it in some of the things that Flo says about uh, Jake that he like the first conversation's usually pretty good and he's mm -hmm. got some charm and stuff like that. But then it's and then of, all he knows how to do is be maybe mean to you. Yeah, 
that's the vibe I get. Yeah. Mm. Well, they walk back to the group holding hands, but before they get there, they share a kiss behind the privacy of the big doors. And that's the end of that first episode. That's your cliffhanger. Will they continue kissing? Will they (laughs) get bitten by a snake before they can get back to the group? Will will we progress? What? That was her being bitten by a snake. Oh, true. (laughs) (laughs) It's really good. Um, How are we all doing? (laughs) Should we move on? Let's do it. Kelly, do you want to introduce it again? Oh my god, no. You did so good last time. <laughs> I didn't listen it back was, to no, it. It was great. What do, what do we I got say? so much feedback. People were like, I skipped 45 minutes ahead and then listened to that one part and do then I skipped the rest. Do I have to do deep voice? You can do it however you like. You can go really high, <laughs> higher than either Max or I have ever been before, perhaps. That's true. Even That's true. now! Another man, the- <laughs> Another man on the moon moment. This <laughs> oh my god, don't talk over it, Max. Bachelor in Paradise! AU! <laughs> <laughs> Season one, episode four. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> I didn't know if it was four or five. AU is short for Australia, not for the element gold. Although, <laughs> we'll be panning for podcast gold on the podcast this week. <laughs> <laughs> I hate my Was that good? <laughs> Kelly, you were great. Thank you. You were great. You're easily in the top two hosts of the show. Xavier, uh, What? <laughs> I'm number three, Max. I'm number three. No, 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 no. Don't you talk about yourself that way. All right, we're all tied for Have you seen the meme? Have you seen the meme with the Pingu card? Oh, I have. I haven't. Pingu. The Pingu card is really, it's a really nice meme. Can you send it to the um, group chat right now? It's like me whenever my friends are, do you know the cool thing about being on a podcast is explaining a meme (laughs) to another person? (laughs) I love it. Keep going. Explain the meme to me. Oh my God. I just Googled Pingu card meme and it's all Pingu Pokemon (laughs) cards. That's not what the meme is. (laughs) What is it? Um, So the meme was like. Uh, me, whenever my friends say something bad about themselves, and it's Pingu, the sweet little cartoon penguin, um, making a card with love hearts really painstakingly <laughs> to give to his friend. <gasps> That's cute. He seems angry. He's like, I'll fucking show you. <laughs> like, he's putting all this glitter on it and stuff. Oh, we love memes, don't we? Yes. More of them on the <laughs> podcast, please. So, meme- we'll have a segment where we describe our favorite meme of the week. I mean, I'm really into the yodeling kid. And oh, I yeah. hope, oh, like, imagine... Yodel Boy's amazing. Yodel Boy, I reckon, bachelor date. They are sitting on a picnic on the beach. Who's dating this eight-year-old boy? No, he comes out as entertainment and ah. starts yodeling for them, like the music you know, guest. <laughs> I thought hey, his um, also guest spot on the new Casey Musgraves record was really good. That's all. <laughs> yes, Max. <laughs> um, before we move into this next episode, Kelly, you had a really interesting note in our group chat that you think uh, that one of these uh, women who is currently on the season is the next Bachelorette. What do you got for us? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so this came from you, Zavi, because you saw a tweet from Georgia Love. Yeah, it came from me because I saw a tweet from Georgia But Love. you weren't sure about it, and I'm yeah. definitely sure. Well, I'll bet money on it. After thinking about it, mm. Georgia Love tweeted uh, during the episode the other day that she reckons Ali is the hot contender for The Bachelorette this year. And oh, it's certainly got to be true. And that's how I feel. One, because Georgia Love... what? So she would know, I guess, 
what they say, how they expect you to act on screen, I guess any sort of like training or advice you have to like hold yourself or the edits they do to make someone you know be appealing as a bachelor or bachelorette and then I started seeing it so Mm. I started seeing Ali acting very similar to how the bachelorettes have acted in the past apart from Sophie Monk who's a little bit different but she's acting a lot like Georgia Love a lot of I've only seen a little bit of Sam Frost but she's got that vibe about her and I think them you know continuing this uh, storyline that all the men are interested in Ali Mm. only helps the cause totally because to me like Ali is a beautiful person but they're all beautiful people so Mm. I couldn't quite understand but there were even there were even like in mm. in people's interviews, they were even talking about like she's got a beautiful soul, yeah. like she's such a great person inside and out. Yeah, and not yet has anyone said anything negative about her, or she's done anything negative. Mm. Exactly. The worst thing that has been said about her is that she looks like she comes from the Gold Coast. Yeah, or that you know, and I think. The other thing that confirmed it for me is that she's looking for a husband and to have kids. Yeah, totally. Because she's got Uh, the narrative. She was on the show. Mm -hmm. It didn't work out. She was engaged in between. Yeah. And now she's single again. She's like, this is her It checks every box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like what we're going to say, this is my prediction, that she might get her heart broken on Paradise. Maybe. And then it's going to open Ooh, up for I her to really be the next like Bachelor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can't wait to watch her. <laughs> I'd watch broken. it. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to watch her on Bachelorette. If that mm. is the case, that would, I mean, that would be a really good and choice. And I think what that would open up the franchise to as well, bring maybe someone from Paradise onto her season. True. And also... Ooh. Ratings bonanza. Yeah. And, and, and also it's worth saying she's not... A 25-year-old. I can't no. remember exactly what her age is, but... She's in her she's 30s. She's in her 30s. Yeah. Which, to me, is always a good thing with a bachelorette. A, because it just means that they're probably, you know, a little more mature looking for, you know, good things in a relationship. I say as someone in my mid-20s, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> but, but it also means that, like, everyone else on the show is not going to be a shitty 20-something-year-old, like, idiot, like... I think but a lot of the boys know. in Sam Frost season. But what about Sophie Monk's season? There was like twenty. Oh yeah, hours. there were a lot of shitty thirty-five. Oh, They're always going to find a bunch of. But shit there was also <laughs> really young boys as well, wasn't yeah. there? That's true. Actually, I don't know if like, they do as much casting. How old was casting. Apollo? Apollo is like six. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I get height and uh, age <laughs> mixed up. <laughs> I'm twenty-five foot tall. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's that's. I'm really I. Something to consider. Certainly true. Mm. Mm. Well, Megan uh, walks in with Jake. Remember, they were kissing. Um, And uh, she greets everybody. We get a shitty vox pop from Flo. It's like the first or second line of dialogue in the episode. She says, I don't know much about Megan. I thought she was a lesbian, which is very dismissive. It's like, Mm. okay, I didn't like that Flo said that, but it's like continuity to her character like she is that type of person that just says whatever's on her mind and i love her for that and i know Mm. i'm gonna hate her for that sometimes too but i take the good with the bad with that Mm. because it's refreshing yeah i think she's like like, her and tara piece like that on a show like this her and tara do it but tara is very nice yeah so it's kind of i like it you be like your friend tara (laughs) (laughs) um are they friends I don't know. Do they even get along? They I've sit never... next to each other sometimes. Yeah, no, they're friends. Yeah. Um, Tara tried to to warn Flo oh, about Jake. Jakey, if you yeah. remember. No, I do remember that. Yeah. 
Well, Nina asks uh, Megan in front of the group, just wondering, would you be interested in the guys or the girls? To which she replies, so obviously I'm into girls and guys. Like, I don't want to make any girls feel uncomfortable. But yeah, like if there are some girls that swung both ways, I'd definitely be keen. I got really sad that she had to say that. It's kind of a bummer. It, like, it wouldn't have hurt that someone could have explained it for like ahead of time or to them or something. just that I don't want to make any girls feel uncomfortable. Like oh, sure. apologizing mm. for just being there and being by that yeah. made me really sad. It's true. It is a bummer. Although, like, yeah, it's. I mean, it's. No, yeah, you're right. Mm. Yeah, I'm always right. Wow, that must be cool. <laughs> Jake and Flo have a quick chat. Flo is concerned that he might be giving his rose to Megan instead of her. Uh, and Jake tells her that Megan is just a mate and they were just catching up. <sighs> Ooh, this is a big lie. Um, and Jake says he doesn't know how much more he can do to set Flo's mind at ease. Also a big lie. Yeah. What's he doing? He's He's being a bad boy. He's being very manipulative. He's very manipulative. Mm. That's exactly what he is. I... Thought he was manipulative on Georgia Love season as well. Yeah. I don't remember it so much. I feel like... I don't really remember him being having any personality on Georgia Love season. No, I think Jake was manipulative. I feel yeah. like he didn't give much but expected Georgia Love to give him a lot. Mm. But I found that mm. a lot on Georgia Love season, actually. Mm. But that's... I think that's That's just, true. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, though, that uh, he is not giving much uh, here either in this situation in terms of he gets the rose from Florence and mm. then Florence says that he disappears. Yeah. So there is, if you were saying that, definitely some consistency within this season to back that up. Yeah. I think he expects people to do things for him, but he doesn't feel as though he needs to reciprocate anything for that. Mm. Even in the situation where he was trying to win Flo's affection, I guess, in a sense, in the first episode, he doesn't really do anything except argue yeah. like from what i've seen where davy tried really hard to show flo that he did like her and that he enjoyed her company i feel like jake did the opposite yeah and davy was like you know i i made a mistake like mm. i did this thing for my friend but i should have been thinking about you instead and that sort of thing whereas jake is much more reticent to admit to that kind of thing yeah it's interesting even uh after the show so Jake has uh, come out and done an interview saying that he cracked, cracked under pressure. Did anyone else read this? No, I no. didn't see it. So he says he's never been in a situation like that in his life. No shit. Well, um, where he, he I had... mean, he has been on The Bachelorette, though. <laughs> um, he cracked under pressure and failed, and that's something I realized, and I'll do my best to apologize for. Nobody's perfect. I handled it as well as I could, but looking back, it wasn't the right way. Mm. Um, and he says, that's not me. That's not who I am, which, hmm, let's, let's be real, Jake. Mm. Um, mm. And then uh, he said, I was interested in pursuing something with Florence, but once it switched around and I was the one giving out the rose, Florence didn't come to me at all. She made no effort. She expected me to continue to do it. Right, okay, so Jake's still got this tirade against her. Yeah, no, that's boring. Yeah, he also describes her as a woman scorned. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, I know, okay. yeah. Um, maybe we didn't end on the best terms. I honestly can't remember the specifics. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I bet from that that he hasn't... I bet that he doesn't find love on the island. Yeah. I bet he gets mm. hurt. Or yeah. scorned, yeah. if you will, Scorn, a man because scorned. that's a that's a tantrum. Yeah, 
Fully. And like not in the great. press too, not even on, uh, on no, the show. No, yeah. that's garbage. After the show, months later, mm. he does say about Megan Marks, she made my paradise from the moment that she walked in and that was something that I could not possibly ignore. Mm. Mm. That's interesting. Mm. I hope he gets hurt. Let's continue. <laughs> well, meanwhile, Jared... You guys get to keep defending him while I talk about this. He's got a date card and he's got a snazzy looking new fedora. It's just sun smart. (laughs) Because if he didn't wear a hat, everyone would be calling him red again. Of all the hats in all the gin joints. I'm gone. Okay. What was he going to wear? What do you mean? If not a fedora, what was he going to wear? A cap? A A baseball cap? Why not? A normal hat. That looks stupid. (laughs) Well, Maybe he looks fedorable. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Well, he's having some trouble trying to decide which one of the women he will call Milady. <laughs> Is it going to be Kira or Allie? <sighs> Jake feels oh. like he's in a similar boat, having trouble choosing between Flo and Megan. And both of them are misunderstanding what a love triangle is. It's very funny to me. It's very good. Eden is the best person in this whole conversation that's happening here. So Jake uh, and Eden and Jared are all sitting down at the benches having a chat about their respective love triangles. And Eden's like, you're not being honest to Jake and just calls him out on his shit. And I love that. I and love he's it. Really, yeah. He's been really good in confessional across these episodes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, did, I didn't single out too many quotes from him, but he has been sprinkled through these episodes in very nice ways. Mm. Yeah. And then to Jared, he's been like a, uh, like, or in, at least in this situation, he was a very sound uh, listening, listening board. That's not what it's called. A sounding board. Mm. A, a very listening, a sound, sounding, sounding board. board. I love Eden so much, but do you think that he's going out of his way to be really lovely and really sensible because of the way that he betrayed himself on The Bachelorette? I wonder. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to be fair, good. Yeah, good. <laughs> yes, good. Um, and I like I mean, but. Uh, I'm not against a rebrand in this situation. No. And I'm certainly not against Jared uh, attempting a rebrand here as well, if even though, you know, I think that what he thinks is a rebrand where he's like, I've grown some stubble. <laughs> I wear a fedora now. Um, like his idea of a re- rebrand is a little bit um, mis- misconstrued because he can't be anything but himself. And what he is, is a big dork. Mm. If we're talking rebrands as well, I was thinking like Jared's a big one and Sam and Kira. I think they've all surprised me in their rebrand being a little bit successful because I didn't like their personalities Mm. at all when I watched The Bachelor and Bachelorette. And then they've come here, I guess, you know, I'm not going to say the sole purpose to rebrand, but the sole purpose to rebrand themselves to the Australian public. And it is working on me because I do like Jared now. I'm softer on Sam. Mm. Me too. And yeah. it's a more relaxed environment. Kira as well. Yeah. I'm softer on Kira too. Yeah, I feel like yeah. Kira's had more funny things to say. And I mean, the 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 thing the, the, the problem that I have with Kira, not to go too deep about it, was just like she was boring me because she was complaining about a lot of things about the show. I guarantee, if I was in that environment, I'd be complaining about things about the show as well. <laughs> of yeah. course. Yeah. It was just wasn't didn't make that good of a TV show. But now, yes. like, she's able to communicate the things that are on her mind but she's not as stressed out by things she's not as upset about things i want to talk about kira later okay. i have a lot of feelings yeah, about kira but right. for me, later me three let's move on for later 
I just want to. Meanwhile, Nina reveals to Flo that Megan has been openly talking about kissing Jake on their date, uh, which Jake had denied, obviously. Her response, what a fuckwit. Um, I think Nina is really good in this role. Um, she's asking the right questions. She's like, did, did he think you weren't going to find out? It's manipulation. Yeah. He knows yeah. they're going to find out. It's like this weird power play mm. Garbage. Yeah. And sick of it. So Flo is like ready to go off. And Flo's sick of it too. Totally. But what makes me really mad is that she still wants his validation. Well, I mean, she wants a rose so she can stay on the show. Yeah. And she's realizing that she may not get one. Yeah. I think at this point, it's almost the fulcrum point where she's like, well, the this, only this person, may be over. Yeah. The only person I could possibly get a rose from is Jake. Yeah. And it's not a good situation for her. No. Because she's clearly upset mm. about it and rightfully so. Yeah. Anyway, um, there's a lot of narration from Kira. She explains who the current couples are before explaining that Leah is, quote, feeling very comfortable. Obviously, her and Mac have made a connection, but Leah isn't giving Mac anything. He's been so open with how he feels and Leah just isn't there. So it's like this is a lot of editorializing on her part. I figure the producers have asked her to say some of this stuff because I think she's quite a willing like Mm. participant, sort of a willing mouthpiece for the the show. I mean, she was in her season of Bachelor as well. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I think it, it works because it, it, it makes sense. Like, she wants to be a reality TV personality and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, but it's intercut with scenes of Mac and Leah lying in a hammock, sharing a pair of earbuds, which is like a totally minor, but still quite a surprising thing to me. Like, most of what we've heard about how these shows get made seems to forbid the contestants from things like listening to music um, or, or any other distractions like that in order to create this bubble effect where like all the drama and emotion of the events of the show are amplified because there's nothing else to focus on. So, so mm. it's interesting to me. Like, um, I wonder what they're listening to. Maybe like, <laughs> I'm picturing like Jimmy Buffett. Like, I thought you were going to say The Bachelor of Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> oh! um, anyway, there is a little bit of Mac Leah tension building. Um, they spend all Mac their- needs to run. Yeah. This is you bad. This yeah, is not nice to Mac. They're spending all their time together. They get on well, but Mac is seeing romance where Leah is kind of just seeing friendship. Mm, or safety. Yeah. I feel like it's more strategical A for business Leah. decision. It is. It's like, you keep me, I keep you until one of us falls in love. Mm. That's kind of the vibe that I got. And mm. Mac is in love with Leah. No, I mean, I'm not in love, but keen on Leah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I felt. Like, I thought that this was, yes, mean of Leah, but I understood her... I get it. ...propensity to mm. play the game. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how you handle this any differently, uh, like, without him, like, getting hurt. You mm. know, like, I think he's the sort of dude who will just fall over himself for you and she's letting it happen and maybe she shouldn't be, but if she doesn't, then how is she going to stay on the show and stay on TV and fall in love with someone else, mm. Michael D. Turnbull? That's mm. true. Um, Ali tells Lorena and Leah um, that she liked meeting Jared. Sorry, what was her name? Uh, was it Lenora, I believe? <laughs> Lenora, Lenora. That's right. Just it's just her first, the first time that her name has been brought up in this episode. Yeah, no one to clarify. I understand you wanted to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Ali tells them that she liked meeting Jared, but there wasn't a real romantic connection. He's not her type, looks wise. Um, that sort of thing. And then right on cue, he appears wearing that fucking fedora. <laughs> uh, and he invites her on the date to which she immediately agrees. 
Um, and as they leave, Kira wonders out loud if that's the most sensible move for him, since a lot of the guys seem to be interested in Ali, and if he's banking on Kira to give him a rose, he'd better stop watering these other pot plants. Mm. Right? Uh, Ali, I'm here for it. Okay. <laughs> Ali and Jared, let's talk about their date. Um just quickly, they, they stroll along a path until they meet with a big group of Fijian traditional musicians and dancers. And they're all beautifully dressed, and a lot of the dancers have, like, body and face paint and ukulele and guitar players, as well as percussion. It's like, seems fairly cool, traditional representation of this culture. Jared, with all of the tact and grace of a fucking anvil, has this bizarrely insensitive reaction. He says, quote, it's like the Aladdin King. And oh then he God. and then he clarifies he actually meant the Lion King, which is just horrible. You're getting your cultures mixed up, Jared. Oh, These aren't all the I same. I missed that. The date was so boring said. that I... Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, so, so there's singing and dancing and Ali and Jared look pretty out of place as they're attempting to sort of join in and... In the in the moment, he just keeps telling us that she is quote hot. She is really smoking hot, which like we're not learning any new information from you here, Jared. We understand. Uh, not the best date. Meanwhile, Mac and Leah chat about whether he would hypothetically take her on a date if he got a date card. He says yes, provided that she would want to go with him. This is where I felt sorry for Mac because yeah. Leah set him up. Yeah. To say that he would take her and then in that moment said, well, I'm going to take someone else. Yeah, exactly. And like she didn't say, okay, let's save each other and then, you know, we'll date whoever we want and it's strategical, so whatever. She said she set him up and waited for him to yeah. admit that he likes her to take her on a date and then took that. And, and goes like, well, if, you know, yeah, I think also we should be able to explore other options. For example, I'd like to take Michael on a date. And it's like, oh, there boy. There was a better way she could have handled yeah. this situation. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he gets surprised. He's like, why don't you want to test the waters with me first? And she says, I don't want to regret my time in paradise and go, shit, I just spent all day wow. every day with Mac. And I feel like on a long enough timeline, she's going to she's gonna regret going on Bachelor in Paradise anyway, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, I kind of see where she's coming from, but yeah, you're right. Just not a good way to phrase it. No. Um. Yeah, this came across really cold and blunt. Um. And his reaction is incredulous, but he also says some pretty cooked stuff as well, where he's like, "If anyone's gonna get to kiss you first, it's me." And like a very possessive and domineering and gross. Yeah. Too. So I think that it would be better if we were to just uh, tools down on uh, this entire thing, please, Mac and Leah, and to move on. I don't get it. Tools down? Put your tools down at the end of the day. When you work on the construction site. Oh! Because he does... Wait, no. He's a window cleaner. Max, yeah. you cancelled. Um, ah. <clears throat> meanwhile, Flo and Tara are sitting at the bar with Weiss. And Who? With <laughs> don't look. <laughs> uh, and Flo is expressing her frustration with Jake. And then Weiss offers a gem of advice, saying, quote, we live with the consequences of the decisions that we make. So at the moment, you're living bad, but you're stronger than that. And I just can't resist this, like, positive energy from Weiss. I just think it's great. We need more people like this on the show. He's it the, is. He's the Paddington so of The Bachelor in Paradise. Such a contrast to everyone <laughs> else on the island. Yeah. There's not really a super positive person. Not really. Not really. Like, there are some people mm. who maybe steer away from negativity, but they're still not, like, 
showering us with joy and love. Um, Osha. No, Osha's <laughs> a bit of a devil's advocate type of, but like, it is nice contrast. I just, I'm just agreeing with you. Yeah, no, I, I agree with me as well. <laughs> 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 um, back on their date, Ali and Jared pop champagne on a picnic rug. Jared reminds the camera that he thinks Ali is beautiful again. I, I feel like you could feed my recaps into a computer and it could just auto-generate a whole episode of the show just from that. Because <laughs> some of this stuff is pretty rote. Both of them are incredibly sweaty. Uh, like Tara on day one, sweaty. Um, and although, <laughs> <laughs> although Ali values Jared for being genuine, she still doesn't feel much of a romantic spark. They proceed to bond over having sucked their thumbs until the age of 10. And Jared even mentions the blankie, which he infamously sniffed on a group date on Sophie's season. Do you remember that? Yes. So, I'm yes. so sorry. I'm, I'm lost in Twitter. Oh, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Ali says she doesn't want to be too hasty in Paradise, saying, quote, I don't want to be kissing multiple guys, to which Jared far too quickly replies, Correct! <laughs> <laughs> and then doubling down on this Like trying to improve The weirdness of that He goes I don't either I don't like guys It's like Okay dude <laughs> He goes I don't want to be Going around Kissing guys Or girls While I'm here Well Except for you At some point If If it continues To go down Um This Um Yeah <laughs> That's quite Um yeah. I'm surprised that he didn't tell her that based on the confluence of events of love in which the series of events have occurred uh, around about at the time on the island based on the events in which the series have taken place that it is possible for him to have a potentially in a, a some amount of possibility to have fallen in love with her. And that he will walk alongside the side of the road and stop her from getting splashed by the water by the cars. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, in that indeed. Good Jared quotes. Um, Flo, at this point, gets a chance to warn Megan about the way that Jake has been treating her the last few days, which she appears to take on board, but we barely see any of it. It's evidently less interesting than what we're shown next, which is this fascinating, bizarre montage um, it's it's very it's filmic in a way. I don't know which director it reminds yeah, me. Yeah, you're of. right. This is really odd. Mm. There's a montage of the front doors of buildings that it's implied that Jake and Flo are inside having a heated discussion, although we never see them enter, exit, or being in there at all. Um, <laughs> dialogue clips and subtitles reinforce this like heated discussion thing. Although again, could all be editing. We don't know. But as does the intercut footage of a flock of birds taking off, a gigantic breaking wave, time-lapse video of a storm brewing, and even the sound effect of glass being broken. That was which so funny. So insanely over the top. Because I reckon she just threw the drink at him, not the Me glass. Me too, yes. We didn't see or hear any of it apart from that sound effect. The whole thing could have been made up. And they talk about it a bit afterwards, but I'm like, it could have been a spill. Like, <laughs> you know? I can see Flo throwing a drink at someone. It doesn't shock me, but I'm like, the camera crew is there for exactly this reason. Like, the fact that this mm. could have happened behind closed doors. Does that mean that we don't have cameras inside the Like, they can cabins? definitely go no, inside. they do. They do? Yeah. Okay. They definitely have those cameras. Yeah, because we've seen uh, um, Loronga and <laughs> uh, he who will not be named canoodling on the bed. Yeah, exactly. That's true. We've seen footage of it already. 
Um, mm. But yeah, Jake tells Michael that Flo threw her champagne at him, and I guess we just have to believe it. It's brought up a few more times. It's part of the narrative. Ali and Jared return from their date. Um, Jared is grinning from ear to ear, and Ali seems, I don't know, happy enough. Um, but then, guys, Osher appears, remember? <gasps> we haven't seen him, him for like half an hour at this point. Um, and he tells the group that the rose ceremony will be tonight, so the cocktail party just before will be the women's last chance to sway any of the men to their side. Flo tells Sam that she is in fact already packed her bags since things with Jake have been going so badly. Um, and yeah, as, as Luke tells us in his In the Moment, most of the roses are already kind of set in stone. The main thing is that both Jared and Michael want to give a rose to Ali, so there'll be a bit of tension there. And also Jake is trying to pick between the new arrival, Megan and Flo, who, depending on who you believe, may have just spilled a little bit of champagne on him <laughs> or, I don't know, broken a bottle on him like he's on a, cr- like he's a cruise ship. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, Flo is in a tough spot because she needs Jake to bail her out with a rose. So she reluctantly apologizes to him for her not so classy behavior. Um, he apologizes too, although he really isn't communicating well with her. I have a quote from him. He says, this is, uh, my head's all over the place at the moment. You look gorgeous and that's not helping. I'm trying to voice what I'm thinking, but I don't know what I'm thinking right now. So to me, I feel like he's, he's definitely avoiding conflict and he knows that since he's got the power tonight, he doesn't really have to waste his like emotional energy, energy trying to make her feel better. Um, he's just like, well, we don't have to really have this conversation because I can just make you leave. Yeah. It's a bummer. Mm. Um, in her in the moment, Flo says, if Megan would receive a rose over me by Jake, that would be the ultimate confirmation for me that he is absolutely full of shit. Like you haven't got that yet? Yeah, I That's, know. I was yeah. just like, what? You're still giving him chances? Yeah, what are you waiting for? Oh my yeah. God. Mm. Um... Allie arrives. I guess she shows up late. I don't know why. Mm. Um, because she's the next Bachelorette. Yeah, basically. Well, yeah, it's so she can get this intro. She gets that same, like, snack intro that yeah. Flo got last time. Yeah. Uh, and Jared rushes over to let her and us know <laughs> that he thinks she looks gorgeous, <laughs> which is a running thing from this episode. Um, although, before long, Mac and Michael appear and do the same. They are swarming around her. Um, Michael is the first to pull her away and she assures him that she hasn't settled down with Jared despite them having a date. Um, Mac grabs her next and seems completely bowled over and taken aback when she politely says that she's interested in getting to know more about him. He's like, someone who, this is what I've been looking for. Someone who's interested in getting to know more about me. How do you think he's going to go if she does reject him for Michael? It's going to be rough. I know. There'll be plenty of rejection in Max's near future, I'm sure, on this show. He may not leave (laughs) empty-handed. Well, that's a weird (laughs) 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 Xavier, who was cancelled? Empty kissed? Empty lipped? What do you say? Empty hearted? Um, there you go. You may live with a broken heart. You've seen a um, song for now, the empty um, hearted. Imagine, do, do. <laughs> imagine being Ali in this situation mm. and having your three suitors be Michael D. Turnbull, the wish granter, <laughs> McCain, who is still in love with Sophie Monk, and Jared, 
Yeah. What are the other options, I mean, though? You guys I mean, Eden to love Jared, but is the best one so far on the island, and he's taken. Eden's the best one, but he partnered up on day one. Yeah. And what else you got? Exactly. I'm telling you guys, there's two great men who you're just overlooking every time. One of them's last name's Ginsburg. The other one, <laughs> I don't know his last name. We're going to find out. <laughs> but he makes a good cocktail. This is where I want to talk about Kira. Mm-hmm. Because she gets really mm. upset. Do you have a recap on her? I do. So Jared tells Kira that he's going to give Ali his rose. But his connection with Kira is still important to him. It's an interesting move on Jared's part, I think. Um, like to, you know, it's kind of good that he wants to get this over and done with instead of blindsiding her at the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kira's, Yeah, but Kira's clearly not happy about it. She gives him a big sarcastic, well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Which I thought was very funny. Mm. Moments later, we watch Kira crying in her In The Moment interview, saying, quote, I'm not going to be anyone's second choice. That's not who I am. I just want someone to love me for me, not because I hang with Leonardo or that guy who played in Fargo. I think his name was Steve. (laughs) She says, it's really hard. It's good. (laughs) It's really hard, and I'm struggling a lot more than I thought I would. I don't want anyone to see me cry. And then we go to the ad break. So these are my thoughts on Kira because like you said before, the media is obsessed with talking about, you know, everyone getting Botox or like work done, what have you. And Kira has been really open about it. When she came on the show, she's talking about how she didn't appreciate looking at herself, you know, when she was on The Bachelor and she made changes to feel better about herself, which is totally fine. Mm. But you do get the sense that she saw herself on The Bachelor and became insecure. Mm. And I think a big part of that as well, because she experienced a really brutal public rejection on her season of The Bachelor. Yeah. So she didn't leave in a very normal way. It was kind of like a bit harsh. She was harsh herself, so it does make sense, I guess. You know, there was satisfaction in that. Mm. Um, like from a narrative. She also though, got rejected it, by Richie, yeah. which is like getting rejected by a tree. <laughs> <laughs> from a narrative, you know, you can appreciate that. That that does happen a lot in the Bachelor franchise that mm. a villain will get treated badly and we have to be okay with that. Um, mm. But I feel really sorry for Kira because in this moment because she's just been rejected publicly. Again. Yeah. Yeah. She was, she, I mean, again, even on Paradise, because she took Michael on the date and he rejected her for yeah. someone else. Yeah. Jared has now rejected her for someone else. She's obviously got insecurities mm. because she has had all the, you know, spent all this money to get work done to change her appearance. I just felt like that was the breaking point for her to now experience two rejections, three rejections yeah. publicly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a rough one. Um, part of me is like, I wonder if she's having a big drunk cry about it and she'll be okay. But you can't underestimate how uh, difficult it must be to experience that and to know now, having been through it once, the ramifications of this is going to be on TV in a number of months. Yeah. It made me understand Kira more. I think you're right that it was probably a drunk cry, but those feelings are very real for her. Yeah. So a lot of her yeah. sarcasm and a lot of her like bite backs and things like that come from a place where she's not happy within herself. And I just, that broke my heart. Yeah. And I just want yeah. something good to happen for Kira. I really do. And I don't know, maybe mm. her and Jared will work out. I don't necessarily see Jared and Ali being a thing. 
It doesn't. I mean, there's nothing indicating that it'll be particularly long term at this point. No, it just seems like he's got the hearts mm. for it. Yeah. Yeah. It broke my yeah. heart. That's my take on Kira. Mm. Yeah. Well, let's we move to the rose let's ceremony. Let's do the rose ceremony. Um, first things first, Asha looks terrific. Um, <laughs> I always write that note before it even starts. I'm just like, of course. Um, there are eight. Who are you, Jared? <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Um, there are eight men and nine women. So one woman will be going home. I almost feel like we watched three hours of TV. You could send home one or two more people mm-hmm. than that, right? But anyway, whatever. It's not mm. all about that, 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 you know, those level of stakes at this point. Um, mm. Here are the couples in order. Mac surprises everyone by picking Ali. He's the first one, and he's like, "Well, Cheeky. just in case nobody else does." <laughs> like, <laughs> interesting <laughs> move. So then Jared is forced to pick his second choice, Kira. Um, or you know, maybe uh, it could all be manipulating editing and stuff like that. Maybe, yeah. You know. um, Eden picks Nina. Seems makes sense. Um, and then we got to talk about this and I, it, it is Blake. So I, I feel, you know, but uh, we've avoided talking about Blake all week, but he does something in this moment that is so catastrophically stupid that I'll gladly break <laughs> our viol- vow of silence because yeah, as we've hinted at before, he means to give his rose to Lorena who he's been spending all his time with. As far as we can tell, he went on a date with everything like that, but he accidentally, and I, yeah, they can, like everything. Like you would think mm. he would be pretty it's on top of it's been a week. He accidentally says Lenora. And this results in the most memorable shot of the whole episode, in my opinion, where Lorena looks icy whilst Tara in the background <laughs> is chuckling at him, like clearly mocking him. And I wanted to alert people's attention to this because on Kira's Instagram, there's this incredible behind the scenes picture of the entire cast laughing at him, which I encourage you to all lap up because like we don't get a moment where everyone's laughing at Blake nearly often (laughs) enough in this show. Um, I love how done Lenora was in that moment. Yeah. I love that she is not going to forgive him for that. She says, um, I was sort of a little bit worried about whether or not I could make it work with Blake, and I appreciate that he got my name wrong because it made it a lot easier to decide that we're done. So I know I uh, we hate talking about Blake, but I've got some hot goss. Okay, it's not really it? hot goss. Uh. It's not at all hot goss. But I don't know if you guys mm. saw on Twitter, someone responded to maybe it was it was the Bachelor in Paradise official Twitter. Yeah. And this person wrote, I took screenshots of it because I thought it was interesting. Uh, Their name was Josh Willoughby. I can't see their actual Twitter name because I took a screenshot. Mm -hmm. It doesn't show me. But it says, Yo Coleman, which is Lorena's last name. Blake's. Blake's Mm. last name. Sorry. Yo Coleman. Yeah, there are a few of us who remember you, bud. We know who you really are. That wouldn't make very good reality TV, though, I guess. The shame you bring to Chuck and Sue. Hang your head in shame, boy. I can only try again. Well done, Lorena. I've known Blake since he was seven or eight years old. He has no job, no qualifications, no lucrative portfolios. He moved home with his parents five or six years ago, and they had to sell their house to bail him out of financial ruin. Get the facts. Whoa. I thought that was interesting, and it definitely... Wow. If it's true... And we don't know. We don't know... I want to know if Chuck and Sue are his actual parents' names. We can probably find that out somewhere. But I thought that was really interesting because it follows, I guess, what we know. I mean, it it seems accurate of what we know of what Blake's son. None of that really surprises me. No. Yeah. 
Mm. Interesting. I'm gonna. Hot I'm inter- Yeah, I'm interested to see if we're gonna find any sort of more stuff about that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, anyway, Lenore. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she she does accept the rose. Um, mm. I mean, she wants to stay in the game. She's not even <laughs> like, no, I'm leaving because of this. <laughs> I would. But I, I I cannot wait until next week when all of this bubbles mm. up because it's gonna be. Me too. Everybody hates Blake. Uh, which is I'm I'm here for that. Um, anyway, Sam picks Tara, uh, Michael picks Leah, and then Jake is the last one. He's forced to pick between Flo and Megan, and he picks Megan. So Flo, and that's it for Flo. is gone. Yeah. We, I think... It's a shame. Yeah, like, we've always enjoyed Flo. Um, mm. I, think I wish Jake wasn't there. Yeah. He, ru- he did actually ruin Paradise for her. Yeah. I agree. Mm. Yeah. Like, she would have had such mm. a better run and probably... Stayed on the show longer yeah. if he wasn't there at all. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But that's just the way it goes. And then, yeah. so yeah, next week um, they, they show this little clip. There's more of Tara and Sam. We're going to explore whether that has any legs. Uh, in my opinion, probably about four. <laughs> um, plus, they've finally revealed, and this is a badly kept secret, but um, two contestants, or actually more, but two, they've revealed two of the contestants from Bachelorette US and US Bachelor in Paradise, uh, Grant and Daniel, will both be joining the cast, which is interesting from my point of view because I've seen both of their seasons, but then also I'm like, these relationships, like, whoa, are we putting any eggs in these baskets? These international relationships mm, between different reality stuff? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to have so much, like, yeah. No legs. No legs. No legs. Yeah. So that's what we've got to look forward to. Yeah. Oh, right. and what we've got what it? we've got to be terrified of is next week there are going to be mm. four episodes. Yes. Okay. Instead of the usual two. And I think right now we're still figuring out how we're <laughs> going to cover it. So stay tuned to our Twitter and stuff like that. We'll make posts about how this is all going to Someone work help us. For us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Someone figure it out. If someone wants to guest host and produce the other two. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we we do need to wrap things up. Um, Thank you for having. Do you do the thing? That well, you do, I mean, we, we've got to take the time to say goodbye. Um, mm. Of course, we did come here to make friends. I mentioned before our Twitter. You can also find us on other social media. Just look for Bachelor of Hearts or at B O H Pod. Um, and please share the podcast around. Give us a review on iTunes, stuff like that. I saw we got a new one this week. Thank you very much. Aww. Person whose name Aww. I did not remember. I followed the Twitter. Hey, look at that. Mm. Hey. Good move. Um, yes, uh, uh, that's probably it. I don't know. Uh, thanks for listening. We love you. Yeah, and you've got to wish us. And I'd like to wish you all the very best. Mwah. Bye. 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 Searching for a sign